This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN? Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Yes! yes! <laughs> All right. Today's guest is hailing from the T-Dot. We go back, back to the mixtape days together. In my opinion, he's someone that should be in folks' top list, 5, 10, 20, whatever, of the illest MCs to do it. Definitely a personal favorite of mine. He's a pioneer in his own right, but not because of age. But more importantly, he's a father. I'm talking about no other than Cardinal Fischer. Cardi, welcome to the Fatherhood's Podcast. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that. You see, I like you knew that there was a Jamaican coming on. So you have my horns ready, ready to go. <laughs> we, we, I, my audio, my, my little setup over here has been a little suspect today. So I wasn't sure if it was going to chime through, but I'm glad. I'm glad you heard it. Word up. Yeah. Rarely <laughs> the guest hears it and we're all like, yeah. Like, and the guest like, what <laughs> I know, <just> right? <laughs> so Cardi, no, budget, budget is here. not drink champ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh. So, so, so Cardi, talk talk to us about your, you know, before we get into all anything fatherhoods, we need to know what your family dynamic is, you know, kids, how many kids, and what's going on at the crib. Well, I mean, you know, I'm Jamaican, so I got 24 kids. Jesus, um, Chris, oh, that's not... Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I have uh, I have three kids and a wife. So my youngest daughter, uh, Mecca, is four. Uh, it was actually just my son's birthday, middle son, Masai. Uh, he turned seven on Sunday. And then my oldest son, uh, Dela, he's eight. He turns nine in February. So nice. you still got youngins in the crib. So, you, so, you, oh, yeah. so, you're, so you're basically tired all the time. You know what? <laughs> um, I'll be yo, I'll be completely honest, yo. Like I hear all the time from other from other parents, other fathers, other moms, whatever. Our kids are not are not the norm. So it's like where other other kids like just drive their parents absolutely up the wall bananas. Like like my kids are super 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 dope. If we're being completely honest, of course they drive me crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, no way. Of course, like kids should. But in the grand scheme of things, like you know, um, me and my wife and, and <clears throat> excuse me, hats off to my wife. Like we. We have an interesting dynamic at home because my wife, I met her through the industry. She, when he, when she was in her first year at Howard, um, she was an intern for her sister, excuse me, who used to work at MCA Records where I was signed to. So literally from like day one that I met my wife till now, she knew what was up in terms of, you know, be, me being a part of the music industry. And, you know, we've always been able to to balance what our personal views were with regards to, you know, morals, values, you know, family ambitions, you know, marriage, all the rest of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So um, it's it's, you know, shout out to her because. I'm sure right now she would have loved for me to do a tag team and, you know, tag her out so she could go, you know, do what she's got to do. But I'm like, yo. <laughs> EFN called. We got to go do a podcast. She she rolled her eyes. She's like, all right, I'll see you in an hour. You that know sounds I mean? about right. My girl's doing the same thing downstairs. <laughs> of course. Yo, like, so- father, be a father right now, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Manny, what the hell are you doing over there with those sounds, bro? No, it's not me, bro. I was like, Yo, it sounds like a whale. Whale. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. The, the audio is not going to be great today. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> today know. we're having a bad day. Casper the ghost is fucking up the audio, right? I don't know what's going on. But, <laughs> but Cardi, you say you got a four-year-old daughter, a seven-year-old son, and an eight-year-old son. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I got you. I got you on the same. I got a four-year-old daughter. She's going to be five in February. Okay. I got a seven-year-old son who's going to be eight in May. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm curious, how do your four-year-old and well, actually, because they're all pretty close, seven, mm-hmm. eight, and four, how do they, 
Comingo, what's their what's their dynamic together? I don't listen. I don't know how how good of a show this is gonna be because <laughs> they. I, I'm just saying because they they actually are amazing together. If we're being completely honest, like nah, lie to us a little bit. What? <laughs> no, we need the secret. We need the secret sauce. Like, what's how do we get this in our? It's, it's the Jamaican Wait. ass whoopings or the threat. Let's, let's, the threat let's, of. You know, let's what set it, it up this way. Any jealousy going on because Ooh. that's what E's E's got yeah, a newborn and he's got a two year old and he's dealing with some severe jealousy from the two the two year old his daughter, right? Have, yeah, my daughter's wilding out. I got a, a four month old baby boy and a two year old daughter, and she's wilding out, she's crazy jealous. So here's a joke: when when uh, Dela, I guess Dela was like almost two because I think they're like. 18 months apart or something. Okay. Something like that. So when we brought home Masai, <laughs> Dela literally, and I was like, yo, he can't even talk. Like he literally looked at his mom pissed and like just his face. He was super pissed. He wouldn't say shit. Like he was so, he was so upset. Like he looked at the baby. He looked at her and yo, like, she hadn't been home more than 10 minutes. She's like, yo, she took Dela and they went in the car and they just left to go bond because it's like he was visibly pissed <laughs> when she brought home when she brought home his little brother. Like he was not fucking with it at all. Like he was not interested. He was like, yo, what what the fuck did you guys just do? That's exactly so, what happened to me. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know, I don't know what happened on that car ride, but by the time they got back. I'll be honest, like he was cool. You know what I mean? Like he didn't wait the one car drive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shit. Yo, it. you all like come on, man. You got what it. book did you guys read or what or write a book if you didn't read one? Yo, you know what's crazy is um so one of one of my guys, he used to um he used to be part of our crew back in the day. Um the good thing about like I had kids, I guess, relatively late, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't even let me do the math. In like, you know, whatever, mid-30s or what have you. So compare at least comparatively, you know what I mean? Like compared to like the rest of my boys or whatever. Mm -hmm. And even my family, you know what I'm saying? Like my sister, like my sister had kids. So my sister's youngest. Um, well, no, I forgot. She did, she did have a, a third kid. Um, so there was a gap. But my sister's first two kids, um, I got to pretty much like uh, what's the word? Prepare with her kids. You know what I'm Literally saying? Training or, wheels. Exactly. Or my cousins and all of that. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. a lot of people had kids before me, but one of my best friends that was in the crew, he like made the craziest sacrifices that at the time I was like, nah, be like, it doesn't sound like something I want to do, but I, I'll never forget his son, Jabril. Jabril might've been like three years old and he was damn near reading novels. And I was like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, I got like when Jabril was born, I got rid of TV. You know what I mean? We literally read with him every day since he was born up until now. And he was just like, yo, it's just it's really about the sacrifices that you're willing to make. You know, mm -hmm. is it about you or is it about your kids? And at the time, you got to understand, like before I had kids, my routine was like, I'm in studio. I'm a I'm an early morning guy. So I'd be I'd be in studio from like 6 a.m. till 1, but you know, like 1 p.m. But like when I came upstairs, it's like I'm eating a big ass bowl of cereal. I'm fucking watching Seinfeld reruns and shit like that. So, you know, after I put in all my work, I'd be watching TV and you know, whatever, doing whatever the fuck. But when our kids were born, you know, me and my wife had the conversation and we're like, yo, like. Are we willing to thug it out? You know what I mean? And like really like get rid of, you know, all of our vices. You know what I mean? Because I know a lot of parents that, you know, they just stick their kids in front of the TV. They give them the iPad. They're like, here, fuck off. And they, do, you know what I'm saying? They do yep. the thing. But it's like for us, we were, you know, we were like, yo, we got to make this sacrifice for the kids. And, and, you know, listen, we don't we don't watch any TV um no real outside of like doing homework. There's no, uh, there's no tech time until the weekend. You know what I'm saying? So Friday uh -huh. after school, when Friday's, when Friday's done, we in it, we in it from straight from Friday afternoon, straight until Sunday night. So we go hard. You know what I mean? Like we, 
we watch movie after movie after movie. And, you know, I got to watch some movies I like. Most of the shit I can't stand, but I got to sit through it, you know what I mean, and, and, and watch it with them. So the weekends, we go ham. But after that, like during the week, nada. Wow. Well, I got to learn that one. What's the school situation for y'all right now? And how does that play into, like, are they going physically to school or are they all virtual right now? Hell no. So, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, my wife, she has, she's a doula as well as she has her own charity. So she, her businesses were, you know, ran out of the crib for, you know, for the longest time. And then, um, you know, for me, because I'm Jamaican and we have to have five jobs minimum besides, <laughs> you know, besides touring and being a, um, uh, besides being a, 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 you know, a touring artist doing shows and hostings and DJs and DJing and whatever around. Let me find out you're an alpaca farmer as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, like, you know, I'm a, I'm an executive at, at, at at universal records up here. So it's like, I would go into the week, I would go into the office. Like, I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Whenever, just whenever I had a meeting, like once or twice um, for the week, but it's like most of the time, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not doing my thing on, on the road, then I'd be here. But since, you know, since the pandemic and quarantine, like this has been, this has been where I've been like the past, whatever it is, six, seven months, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So being that we have the blessing of, I don't necessarily have to go anywhere, um, at least to do, you know, to do my corporate hustle. It's been, it's been dope because I've been able to contribute in terms of like helping out when I can, um, with the kids, you know, so, um, they, I think since the pandemic started, they've been going to school, they go to private school. So they've been, um, been doing their thing virtually when September came around. Cause we start, I know in the South, they start in like August or whatever, but we start in September, I guess, similar to New York. I think New York starts in September too, right? Facts. So, yeah. So they gave us the option of whether we wanted to go into school, you know what I mean? Have the kids go in or, or do it virtually. And, um, you know, I think, I think for us, we, we were able to make the choice and we said to, you know, we sat down with the kids and we, we spoke to them as well. And we were like, yo, we want to at least ride it out till Christmas and see what it's like. You know what I mean? In terms of like how the Corona is actually hitting the schools and so forth. And I'll be honest last week, um, maybe like last week, Monday or Tuesday, I'm like, yo, like maybe we should send the kids into school because, there had been no case. Yo, as soon as I thought that, literally the next day, we got an email from the principal that's like, yo, there's been a COVID breakout, oh, wow. you know, blah, blah, blah. And then to be completely honest, the day after that, they're like, yo, we actually have to shut down the school um, for a little bit till we get it sorted out. So that kind of just made me know that we were doing the right thing, you know what I'm saying, as as parents, because... It's, it's difficult because I know a lot of, you know, a lot of my homeboys and stuff like they got to go to work. You know what I mean? Like you can't pay the mortgage if you're not going to work. Mm-hmm. But it's like you feel you feel like a shitty dad sometimes because it's like, yo, you got to send in your kids into like the cesspool that is that is, you know, that is school. Because we all know that little kids are the nastiest yeah. right. pieces of work out there. But it's like, yo, like if you got to, you know what I mean? Like if you got to make ends meet, then you got to go do your thing. So lucky for us, um, we're able to have the kids, um, you know, do it virtually. And 80% of the time, it's been cool. The other 20% of the time, it's, it's really tough because the kids don't necessarily, they're too young. They don't necessarily know how to express themselves. So it's like our kids ha- uh are highly intelligent. So at the very least, like when they break down and cry, we can have a conversation and really try and communicate and, and understand their feelings and then try and help them out as best as we can. I know it's not that easy for a lot of parents because there are kids that just don't know how to communicate what they're feeling. But again, like for us, like we we have a we have the type of house to where we're like, yo, we need to be able to speak about any and everything at all times with mom or dad. And that's something that we try and instill in them from, you know, the time that they're able to understand, uh, you know, what a proper communication, you know, what proper communication is. So we really, really more than, I think more so than other parents, really try and talk about everything that we can. 
And I think what it is, is to be honest, we're just setting them up. We're preparing them for teenage years, you know what I mean? Mm. So that when shit is, you know, when shit is really moving and it's like, they got to make those, those difficult decisions. We want them to be able to come to us and talk about, yo, you know, I smoked weed for the first time. Or when they start talking about sex or when they start talking about whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like we want to like, uh, really set the precedence from now so that they grow up and they grow older and they feel comfortable talking right. to us about anything, you know? So did you, it sounds like you don't, you don't even have to do disciplining in your house, but what kind of disciplining do you do? Um, it's very, yo, I'll, I'll be honest. It's very interesting because when, when ironically, when the kids were like super small, so like when Dela was like, I don't know, you know, two or three and Masai was one, we thought that we were going to be into like corporal punishment or whatever. And like, you know, spank them. Cause whatever, like we're Caribbean. So, you know, right. I, I grew up, that's just, that's just regular. You know what I'm saying? Um, my parents never like, I realize now that I'm older, there are definitely some of my peoples that suffered abuse. Yeah, you went, know what I mean? Like they went there overboard. Wasn't, <laughs> yo, that's what I'm saying. Like there wasn't no, random objects that my parents used to club me with or be, you know what I'm saying? But we definitely used to, um, we used to get spanking. And I used to look at people crazy when they're like, oh, I'll never spank my kids. I used to look at them like, yo, you're bugging. But, you know, it has to be super, it has to be super extreme um, for us to spank the kids. But to be honest, we've, we've kind of figured it out at this point to where it's like, um, and no disrespect to your white viewers, but not on some white people shit where it's like Tommy time out for 10 seconds. But we've been able to figure it out to where it's like, uh, you know, they understand that there's going to be repercussions um, that they got to deal with if they act a certain way or if they do some dumb shit. It's like, you know, we just we take away certain freedoms or we take away. Uh, you know, the ability to do certain things or, you know, whatever the punishment is, we figured it out to where it's like they stay in line. You know what I mean? And and I think my oldest, the funny thing is, is like, um, sorry about that. My FaceTime is connected to the computer. Not a good <laughs> look. Um, but, you know, my oldest, he, he spankings, like he kind of stopped... Uh, he kind of stopped being affected by them. And I was like, oh, okay, we really, we really got to figure out some other shit. You know what I mean? Like he would get the spankings and kind of like, he wouldn't cry. And we're like, all right. Took it like clearly, a G. <laughs> yeah, really. So it's like, we're like, all right, well, clearly this ain't working. So. It's like, what else you got for me? <laughs> exactly. So nah, like we, we, you know, we really just had to figure out shit that matters to them. And what's interesting with my kids, they don't like to be embarrassed. None of them like to be embarrassed. So if they feel like, if they feel like, like some heavy shame or some embarrassment or some shit like that, that's 10 times worse than the spanking, yo. Mm -hmm. So we got a tight, we got a tight unit in terms of like, um, you know, all, you know, all my, all my best friends and my actual blood family. Like we have a really tight knit uh, family type environment. So it's like, you know, if they if they do some shit and it's like, you know, when we speak to them, whether it's on FaceTime or the few times that we're able to see them in person during this pandemic, and we're like, yo, you want to hear what your nephew did or what oh, your shit. niece did? That shit is, yo, you might as we might as well have like, you know, taken five belts and beat the shit out of them. Like, <laughs> I, I got a I got a collection. I got a collection of like, you know how you taking videos of your kids and pictures and shit. So I got a collection stockpiled in my Google Photos folder of like embarrassing moments. What you're holding in the vault? <laughs> yo, I t- I t- so I got a 13. You love that shit, man. I, yo, I'll be preparing, kid. You never know. But I got my my 13 year old. So I got the, my that's my third child, 13. She um I, I always joke with her, and she's approaching her 15. So that's a big milestone for you know Latin Latin girls. And um I'm like, yo. Don't oh, don't miss don't take any missteps because quite as kept you might see a video pop up with some shit that you did when you was eight Word. That, uh. that your friends are gonna laugh at you all the way through Word. high school and she's Word. like nah that chill chill <laughs> straight up public ridicule 
But it's funny you brought up you brought up the, the your kids being embarrassed, and that's the thing that gets them. So we've had uh, you know Cipher Sounds, good friend of the show. He's been on a couple times, and he actually he, he brought you up on one of the times that uh, he was on. <laughs> Uh, I'll preface it by saying he said you were a great dad. First of all, and said you should. He said, he said you should be on the show. Word. But he he was talking about that he wasn't raised with a dad, and so he said that his parenting style is pretty loose and uh, he's not very strict. And he said, on the flip side, you're strict, or you're stricter than he is, and you know there's not a lot of wiggle room with you know what your kids can and can't do. But he also said that you know he like when you guys are out he's you know you come from the school of you know don't take any shit from anyone and no disrespect on your name or any of that kind of stuff oh he, he really he really was on the show that's my number <laughs> that's my number one and yo any 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 of my boys anybody who's family to me they know i always say anywhere we are in the world any one of them i'll be like yo what's my number one rule we don't take no form of disrespect. That's that's that, yep. that's, that's that's, 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 that's what he said. So yeah. so I'm wondering, I'm wondering, do, you know, do you ins- have you instilled that in your kids? And do you think that is the, the the part that makes the their embarrassment like be be a stronger emotion than any any kind of physical discipline? No, I, you know what I think because um, because we're so we're so close to them, they just don't want to let us down. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think that's really what it is. Like, you can see it. And to be honest, like, it's, it's, uh, although it's effective, <laughs> it's, it's difficult though. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, a spanking is something like, you know, yeah, you know, you'll get over it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, it's, it's a brief moment in time to where there's minimal pain, you know, whatever you talk about it after. But like, the, the disappointment and the shame and that type of thing, it's like you really have to talk like you really have to talk to your kids so that they don't start to like carry that with them. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you don't use it or we don't anyways, like we don't use it on some like on some devious type shit. I think what it is, is it's like there are important lessons that that they learn that they don't want to repeat again. Yeah. I think what it is with spankings, just like with my oldest son, there's so many of us that I know, like so many of my boys that they're like, eh. You know, I just got to an age to where, you know, when my parents used to whatever, used to spank us or discipline us, like it didn't hurt anymore. Yeah, and it build became, up resilience. Yeah, exactly. Right. Became in, It becomes ineffective. But it's like when it's more of a mental thing, it's like that evolves. You know what I'm saying? There, there's an evolution in that. And um, I think uh, I think that's why it's it's been effective. It, you know, it takes different forms. Like when they're four years old, it's, you know, it's, it's different from you know, I guess from what affects them when they're, when they're eight years old and, and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, just going back to <laughs> Sife, it, like, <laughs> I mean, Sife is just, I mean, the, the dope thing about Sife, like Sife is, is one of my best friends. And the thing about Sife is that he's also just discovering a lot of shit about himself for the first time. So fatherhood takes on like it's very it's very different because i think as we all know being parents we're also discovering ourselves as we go along yep, things right. that we are like ah whatever like that you know that doesn't mean anything to me and then you have kids and all of a sudden you're just looking at the world with a different lens so i think what's happening because uh you know Sife has been a big big promoter of going to therapy and really you know, figuring yourself out and how to deal with your own issues. I think um, what's happening is he's learning about himself at the same, at the same time that he's, that he's a new father. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I see what he's trying to do is, is like, he, you know, he is a bit loose, but it's interesting because I I also don't think his wife kind of balances that out sometimes because I don't see it. I think that she's one of the sweetest people, but at the same time, he's like, yo, she doesn't, she doesn't fuck around. So, I mean, I think, you know, they, they balance each other out and where I used to think that I was the tough one, my wife, I mean, listen, her, her father is like a high was he's retired now, but was like a high ranking military official, you know what I mean? In the Navy. So it's funny because when I met, when I met my wife, I was like, Oh, I need to marry this girl. Cause she was like, 
the sweetest person ever. Well, come to find out <laughs> that that shit is uh that was marketing. That was that. <laughs> It was, definitely, it was definitely marketing, but it's interesting because a lot of the times, like, she's tougher on them than I am. You know what I'm saying? But I think at the end of the day, just if I'm being completely honest, there are, you know, there are some people that are super close to me. And, you know, pre, pre-quarantine, obviously, I had to stop inviting certain people to the crib because mm. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? How are you guys raising your kids? <laughs> like they come, they come over to the crib. Shit would be broken within 10 minutes. Nah, son. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, like looking at them like, yo, you're going to discipline your kids, right? Nothing. I mean, that's, so, a for, that's a form of disrespect, Cardi. You got to kick them out immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to put <laughs> up that disrespect. <laughs> but, no, but you see what, you know, what it is, it's like. You know, we're also the type of people like if your parents are not gonna say some shit, yeah. we're also the type of right. people to be like, yo, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. All right, so here's how it's gonna work, and we're gonna deal with your kids. I'm You're not, the village. I'm not physically doing no shit right, to right, them, right. but at the same time, like if your parents are not gonna do anything, you're at least gonna know like when you're where we are at, you got to abide by like how we flex. And that's the thing is, it's like I never uh, kind of want to feel like somebody else feels like they gotta do things any differently like if you have a certain parenting style like yo by all means do whatever works for you because i know also how how sensitive of a subject that can be for people you know what i'm saying like i'm never one to be like yo fam like what are you doing although half of the time with some of my people i'm like yo fam what are you doing but um but not nah, i mean you know with siphon and other people that have a different parenting style you know, our thing is it's like we as long as we always communicate to our kids so they know what's acceptable and unacceptable to us, do what you need to do. You know, what I mean, with with, you know, with with your kids, like do what do whatever it is that you need to do. But, you know, we'll have that. Listen, we're the type of parents to have that conversation when we get back home. Like if we went out to a get together or whatever, when we get back home, we're like, yo, that bullshit that you saw those guys doing. <laughs> <laughs> don't try that. Don't try that shit over here, yo. You know what I mean? And that's just that's the real. That's don't, the real. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, because they're they're quick to change a habit real fast. Like, oh shit, that was flying over there. Yo, oh, did you guys bad. ever? Did it ever happen to you guys? Um, I know that it happened to me. Like our kids were a certain way, and then when they when they started going to school, they came home with all kind of dumb shit, and we're like, yeah, what? Like, what is this? But you know, obviously, like we realize how much of an influence school has because they picked up some real crazy habits. You know what I mean? That we obviously had to work out, but it was, it was really wild. Like when they started going to school, that's when you really realize how much other people's parenting habits are going to affect your kids in some type of way or lack of parenting habits. I that's that's kind of scary. It's almost like you have no control at, at that point. I mean, you got to rein, you got to rein them in. I mean, it's the the big My, comparison factor yeah. of like, oh, well, such and such gets to do that. And then or they bring home all kinds of weird shit that that they think flies because it's one of their friends is doing it. My girl yeah. went to she took uh excuse me sorry but my no, girl took took my daughter to uh to the my gym shit that she goes to the the kitty gym mm. and she said for the first time my daughter saw a kid wilding out and you know they they try to structure those little classes like they have different things that they do and she saw the kid wilding and then my daughter started to follow suit and it's the first time that she had done it this just happened like last week and my girl's like yo I don't know what what was got into her yeah. but all of a sudden this kid's running and screaming and not following. The, the the program and then she started doing it following the kid around. Mm-hmm. So around. I was like, oh hell. <laughs> what Yo. what do you what do you do in that circumstance? Like I'm sure it's happened to you, Cardi and, and E, I'm curious, but K, I think I know K's answer. But like when when your kid is wilding out in public or or is leaning in that direction, like you see like the the shift, right? And they're about to go down the path that you know they shouldn't. Mm. How do you rein them back in? Let's let's imagine a four year old or a three year old kid like that age range. Mm-hmm. Well, it's <laughs> it's funny because when Mecca Mecca is she started school last year. Um, <clears throat> the school, you know, they have those kind of interviews, or they just put them in the setting to you know do assessments and stuff for some of the schools. 
And, um, you know, Mecca, we used to, you know, even before they they got to school, we used to homeschool them. So by the time Mecca started going to school, like she was already, you know, way more advanced than in than her classmates. But I remember her first day of school, there was this little Asian kid and he was losing it. Like I'm talking about like he An was Asian like kid was losing it. He was spread eagle. He did like he was not like he wouldn't go in the door like they're trying to pull him in the wow. door. He was spread out, snot, tears, everything just going crazy. And I remember Mecca looking back at us like. Like, yo, is, is this what we're doing? And we were like, <laughs> you know, we just, you know, we brought her aside and we're like, listen, he's, you know, I mean, I can't remember what, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but we were like, yo, like, that's not how we behave. You know what I mean? Like, he's out of his mind and it's like, yo, <laughs> we don't behave like that. So when you go in that class, make sure that you're not following him. You know how to behave. So we try to, you know, we try to have preemptive strikes if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. Like we, um, I'm just trying to think it only happened to us a couple of times, but like, yo, my wife will straight take the kids into a, into a washroom and go <laughs> have a talk. Go ham. You know, you know what I'm saying? She'll, Listen, she'll you a- little motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Waterboarding and shit. <laughs> the one, yo, the, the the most difficult time, like my kids have been globe trotters since they were born. The toughest time, and it, and you know, to be honest, it wasn't their fault. It wasn't Dela's fault. But we had gone to to do some philanthropic work in uh, in Kenya. We were building schools and you know doing a, a you know a whole host of stuff like that. And on the way back. You know, he was only, I don't know, two, maybe three. Like it was a, you know, it was an 18 hour, 18 hour trip to get back home. And I think by like the 12th, no, you know what? Including, including, um, including the layovers, it might've been like 22 hours to get back home. I think by like maybe the 16th hour or something like that. He just lost it on the plane. He lost it. And I think at that point in time, it's like you kind of just got to take the L. You know, it was mad embarrassing. The whole plane was looking at us. But it's like, you know, when the, you know, when the, I remember when the flight attendant came over and we're just like, listen, we are traveling all the way from, you know, from Kenya and, you know, we're, we're heading back to Canada. Like, you know, after about a half a, a half hour of a meltdown, he was good. You know what I'm saying? And it's just one of those things, again, like with our kids traveling because we got them used to it. It's like even with the traveling where it's like, you know, we see some some families where we just kind of shake our heads because they don't know what to do with their kids. It's like our kids got so used to it that it's like, even if I'm not there, people are like, yo, how can your wife travel alone with like a baby and two little boys? But like, yo, they get on the plane and, you know, she might sit on an aisle seat and then they sit across the aisle um, side by side. Yo, they put on their headphones, plug it into an iPad, put on their little show. That's it. They got so this. They do get devices at that point. Oh, traveling. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because I was about to say, before you said that, I was like, what do they do with no devices? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. He's, he's Cardinal <laughs> official, not Cardinal <laughs> fucking crazy. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. Definitely. No, no. Just during school. That's They're just building robots time. and shit. <laughs> nah, but I mean, listen, like my kids, though, like we have them in like a lot of dope shit. So it's like they're in, you know, this past summer they were... um. They were part of this black boy coding camp, you know what I mean? So it's like they're doing like a, you know, a lot of STEM shit. So, you know, like my kids, are, I'm telling you, like where a lot of kids will will maybe, you know, you know, want to, you know, play on an Xbox or whatever. Like, yeah, you know, like my kids, they got they got a Nintendo Switch and, you know, my oldest son, he's into it, but nothing crazy. You know what I mean? It's like they're well, they're well balanced. So it's like. Because his mom, she's a, a self-proclaimed science nerd. It's like the, the rest of the kids, they're into that stuff as well. You know what I mean? So they they literally do build robots and 
you know, like functioning robots and shit like that. And that's that's kind of the stuff that they're into. So, I mean, I think it's fire. You know what I mean? Like we encourage them um, to do all, all that kind of stuff. And it's like it's dope because there's certain certain um, coding programs that they have to where it's like it's coding, but it's actually making beats at the same time. Oh, so sure. it's like we even you know, we even found you know, some ways for them to learn coding that I can actually teach them because it incorporates the musical side. So I think one of the things that I that I really understand and I'm coming to learn and love about being a parent is it's like you are as good as your support system and you are as good as your imagination. Some parents just don't have any imagination. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I, I find a lot of joy in, in being able to, you know, when parents are like, yo, how did you do that? You know what I'm saying? Or, yo, your kids did this or they did that. Like, how did you guys work that out? And it's it's really about the work that you put in. Like, because kids, like, we really learned from a, a, a super, from the, from the time that the kids were really young, that, all right, put it this way. My kids are not really into like sweets and shit like that. So like chocolate and ice cream and all the rest of that stuff, but it's only because we don't we don't really feed them that shit. But here's the thing. Because like they don't know any better. You know what I mean? They don't know what they're missing. Like that's regular to them. Like my kids have never ever had McDonald's. But to them, they're also okay. like they're like eh, like you know what I mean? So it's different if you introduce it into a kid's life and then try and scale back or take it away because then the kids are like, oh, I want McDonald's or whatever dumb shit. But it's like they, they've never had McDonald's, so it's like they have no interest in it. Concept. You know what I mean? And I think that's really part of our flex is it's like we introduce stuff into their lives that we want them to rock with. But if there's some, sh- you know, if there's some shit, at least until they get old enough to experiment on their own, you know, there's just stuff that, you know, that they're just not interested in. And I think that's what parents have to understand is whatever you create uh, to be their norm, that's what they're going to understand is normal to them. You know what I mean? Like, put it, you know, me and my uh, me and my wife, we became poor many years ago <laughs> when we invested in, you know, in the in the house that we live in. Like we live on 10 acres. So wow. to, to my kids running around like we live, you know i always say we live in the forest but it's like yo like running around being able to have all the space in the world to just do outdoor shit and whatever that's super normal to them you know what i mean so it's like whatever you introduce to your kids as the norm that's what they're going to understand is normal like trust me the other day me and my oldest we were outside in the summertime playing catch and yo like there were there were bunny rabbits just hopping around. And I had to tell him, I'm like, yo, you have to understand that this is not normal. This is not normal. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I grew up in the buildings, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like where, you know, where I grew up in the apartments, like there were no bunnies in the hood where I grew up, you know what I'm saying? Like, so as we're like looking at, like, it was dope, but I was like, yo, you got to understand, like, maybe to even some of your friends, like this ain't regular shit. Like, you know, you're growing up and you're like, ah, you know, there's a bunny hopping around or, you know, deer. other random deer, other wildlife that come around the, you know, that come around the property and stuff. It's like, again, this is what this is what their norm is. And it's like we don't take any of it for granted. But I think that's what a lot of parents need to understand as well. It's like we can't be influenced by what we see other parents doing or what we think other parents are doing, because half the time we don't even know if that's really working for them or not. We really just got to, you know, be guided by what we want for our kids And it's really just about what you are willing to sacrifice in order to get a certain result out of your kids. And that's really it. So what I'm getting out of this conversation is all the failures of a parent that I am right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything is laying out. I'm like, okay, I fucked that up. I don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty fucked up here. I got to have a conversation with my girl about this, that, and this. We just had Halloween and I was excited that my because I like Halloween. So I was excited. My daughter got into Halloween and then now we she doesn't really eat candy. Well, she hadn't really ate candy until Halloween. 
Yeah. And then she became a little candy crackhead. Like, yeah. And she's wilding out. Like, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. I'm like, oh shit. Wow, we fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But you, know, but you know, part of like introducing things and then it's like furthering the conversation as the years go on so that they can start to make the decisions their own. Like, go to like the sweet stuff, for example. Like, my son, he likes sweet stuff but it doesn't od on it because he's learned that like too much of anything is not a great thing mm -hmm. so you know he there might have been a, a point in time when he was a little bit younger where he ate too much ice cream and it didn't make him feel good and uh, and then our explanation was like look you know if you keep eating too much sugar that's how you're going to feel so if right. you want to have something then moderate it you got to be in charge of yourself to moderate what you're doing so that you feel the best you can feel and for whatever reason that stuck with him and so he's like super mindful of like all right uh, you know i'll have a couple bites of this but i'm not going to have too much because i don't want to you know nice. I, I, I don't want to feel okay, it. Relax, E. Relax, relax, relax. You took e. that Method Man skit way too far. Keep feeding him. <laughs> I thought he was going to hit you with, yeah, guy, but how am I going to tell that to a two-year-old guy? Yeah, because K is the resident guru Buddhist that floats on clouds and his kids was, was potty trained at zero day. Yo, yo, for real, like two months, not even two months. It was like three weeks his kid was already potty trained. Fucking wow. K. But let me let me ask you something, Cardi, because you mentioned. Uh, by the way, when somebody says on the property, they really got some acreage on that ass. <laughs> um, so, you you said you grew up in the buildings, right? Mm. And you and you're playing catch with your son, and then you see bunny rabbits. And for you, mm. still, that is something to stop and admire, right? Oh yeah. You understand how different life was for you before. Your kids don't because that's they don't they didn't have to live through that. Mm -hmm. Do you get? Do you find yourself getting upset though that they can't comprehend it? No, not anymore. Uh, I think the answer is not anymore. <laughs> no, nah, you know what it is like. The only thing that I that uh, and I'm not in a rush. It's backstage at a at a show. So Carabana is a you know is one of our you know, the best times of year in, in Toronto. And for those that don't know what it is, uh, it's pretty much like our, uh, you know, Gras. our carnival here. It's like, you know, for New York, it's, you know, Eastern Parkway, same, same kind of deal. Um, and yeah, now in LA, you know, they, they have, um, they have their carnival thing that they do out there. So for us, Carabana, you know, massive, you know, a couple million people in the city, blah, blah, blah. So, I remember there was one Carabana Saturday. I was backstage with one of my guys and, you know, somebody, you know, I respect his parenting. Um, and, you know, one of my homeboys for years, you know what I mean? Like, you know, we know each other for decades at this point. Excuse me. And I remember, you know, he said to me, he was like, yo, take your, take your son to the neighborhood. And I was like, and I was like, why would I do that? And he's like, yo, like, you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta show them and, you know, let them have a certain amount of understanding of what the streets are and be able to have street sense as well. You know what I mean? You can't super shelter them the whole time. Now, mind you, this is not a street guy at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's telling a, you this is not a street too. At all. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's he's somebody, I mean, he came from the neighborhood, but right, he's right. just like, you oh, okay. know what I'm saying? Like regular, you know, regular dude. I mean, yeah, he's a, you know, whatever. He's a concert promoter, an event promoter, um, as well as like, you know, he holds a square job where he works at the bank or whatever. But the point is he's far from that guy. But I remember we had a very interesting conversation because it's like, for me, somebody that came from the neighborhood has nothing to do with the people in it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want for my kids to develop a fascination for mm. the neighborhood as well. Because the reality of it, like as somebody who's in his 40s, looking back, the only reason we were in the neighborhood is because at the time, my parents couldn't afford for us to be anywhere else. Yep. And when we could, we moved. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, people have, I think especially within hip hop, we have this 
uh, what's the word? Like we're so, a fixed, so romanticize. We do. We we romanticize the hood in a certain type of way. But I think a lot of times the people that romanticize the neighborhood are the people that don't necessarily have the options. Because I loved growing up in the neighborhood. Some of my best friends, some of the best times I ever had were in the neighborhood and shit that I'll always remember. The only the, the difference for me is, yo, if somebody said to me, yo, you could grow up, you know, like in a nice house with a backyard, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I'll never forget when I was listening to Mob Deep and he said, no matter how much loot I get, I'm staying in the projects space forever. I said, forever? (laughs) Forever? I said, you're you're never leaving, bro? Like, yo, to me, that was the wildest Mob Deep lyric I ever heard in my life. I was like, yo, he's going to have M's and still be in the projects? (laughs) Like, I thought that, like, yo, we were laughing about that, I think, this summer. (laughs) <laughs> um, you know, we had a, a, a social distance like thing, like out in the field, um, in the back, in the back of the crib, like we have enough space to where we can be out there and, you know, outside and everything's cool. But I remember we were laughing about that. Cause we were like, yo, could you imagine like, what, do, what kind of mentality do you have to have to say, yo, no matter how much loot I get, I'm staying in the project yeah, space forever like (laughs) you know what i mean but i think about that because it's like yo whenever i go back and i see you know i visit you know my guys who are that honestly most of my at this point in time most of the people that grew up in the different neighborhoods that i grew up in across the city um have all moved out of the neighborhood you know what i'm saying like they're all doing well for themselves, you know what I mean? And and most of them, it's not, most of them have nothing to do with entertainment. They're just, you know, regular working folk mm. and they moved out of the neighborhoods. And it's like, you know, we're super thankful for that, but it's like, I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe you guys have, a, have an opinion on it, but it's like, I don't want my kids to be sheltered, but at the same time, I don't want them also unnecessarily to uh, be overthinking, I guess, especially as like young black men, sometimes it's like the thought is I don't want for somebody for some, like when they get older for people to be like, ah, y'all niggas is soft, yo. Cardinal is your dad. You guys grew up, you know what I mean? Like, you know, nice house and whatever, whatever, like y'all niggas ain't real. I don't also want them to try and overcompensate, you know, by the time that they're of age and, you know, think that they have to prove to other people, you know, how tough they are, how hard they are or whatever. Because, I mean, for us, the only the only reason why we had to do that shit in the neighborhood is because we had to. But for my kids, you know, for now, I'm just like, yo, I want to give them the opposite of what I had. I want to give them, you know, the best. You know, what I mean, I always say I want to provide everything that they need and some of what they want. That's my goal. You know, what I mean, quote. yeah, I mean, we, we actually talk about this a lot, like the balance of of. You know, you want to give your kids that that best life possible, but at the same time, you being that where we all kind of come from, you want them to have some kind of street smarts mm-hmm. because it's a rough world out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so that that's always I mean, we're we're always discussing it. I don't think we ever have the answers for it. Like, mm-hmm. how do you give your kids street smarts without them being in the streets? Like, how does that happen? You know, I, d- I don't know, because that's the thing is it's like, you know, to be completely honest, like. I don't, how do you do that? How do you let them understand how the block works without being on the block? Yeah. Right. And I've, you know, I'm not, it's funny. Like I had a talk with some of my guys because, um, you know, we're gonna, um, just this collab that I did with, with, uh, with, with, with some rappers from up here and we're going to go shoot something. And it's interesting cause they were talking about, you know, yo, we're going to be shooting in the neighborhood or whatever. And I told them, I'm like, listen, when it comes to me, I'm not one of those, like, I'm super easy when it comes to, like, you know, doing collabs or this or that or whatever. We're going to shoot a video. But I told them, I'm like, my only stipulation is I'm not doing anything that will risk me coming back home to my wife and kids. That's Mm -hmm. it. So I'm like, yo, we can shoot a video. We can shoot a video, whatever. But, like, am I going to the middle of the hood at 11 p.m. to shoot my video just to show that I could do it? I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Right. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing it. And they're like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, you already know we all holding or whatever. I'm like, yo, you guys don't understand. Like, yeah. I'm not interested in any of that anymore, bro. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Because I had to explain to them. I'm like, yo, my people's hold heat too. But it's like, 
That's not what I'm about. I care about my kids and my wife more than anything. So if it's something to wear, and I told them, I'm like, yo, I'm happy being a square at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like nothing is doper to me than being a dad. I've never had a doper experience than being than being able to be a father. So I'm like, yo, you think that I'm going to risk that, you know what I mean, to go shoot a random video that you know, for dumb shit, but might get shot up or, you know what I mean? Like, nah, like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me, but having those conversations and those type of experiences just further my point to where I'm just like, I don't know how to give my kids street sense and, and how to equip them properly. You know what I mean? Cause I definitely don't want them to have those experiences that I had growing up because to be honest, I'm thankful that I made it out of that shit unscathed, mm-hmm. right. you know? Not everybody did, as we as we all know. How do how do you feel being the guy who, I I guess, I don't even know if this is even a debatable thing. Like, really paved the way for the Toronto rap, right? And then you expressing all this stuff about being a dad. How do you balance? Because the magnitude of somebody like yourself and what your significance is to hip hop culture in Canada, generally speaking. How do you balance that? Because I got to imagine still to this day, you're walking around Canada, anywhere in Canada, you're probably going to be, somebody's going to be like, oh my God, Cardinal, blah, blah. <laughs> How do you balance that versus being just Jason at the crib? Um, couple things. One thing is that, again, relatively speaking, how I am at the crib is how I am on the street. So there's not really a persona for me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, a lot of a lot of artists like they have a they have a persona, but it's like you chill with them outside of all the lights and shit. And I'm like, yo, you, you like you're an absolutely nothing like your persona. Like for me, I don't really I don't really code switch. Mm. Um, but there's I, I had to learn it, yo. I had to learn to figure out how to be comfortable in my own skin, and. I guess that's that's part of like becoming an OG because I never used to be I never used to be down with that. I used to look at it like it's almost like like I don't want to say like shame, but you know, what I mean, like especially within hip hop, because it's such a youth driven culture. It's like it really took a lot for me to understand that, like you could like to be able to graduate and not just be of a certain age group but also that people actually give a fuck about who you are. Like, you know, you got to figure out how to wear that and be confident in it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, um, I feel like you're looking at my white th- beard right now. Huh? <laughs> I said, I feel like you're looking at my white beard right now. <laughs> no, subconscious. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's like, you know, I think, uh, mixing, mixing, and 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 talking to different people in the street or people when I meet them. What's dope, honestly, is when I meet either young fathers or people that are. Um, I'm gonna take a liberty and say within our age group, it's like people are like, "Yo, Cardi, I heard what you said in that interview. Yo, that's fire, bro. You know what I mean? Like it made me feel, you know, a lot more comfortable. And and you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I relate to a lot of what you said. And I think the more that uh, I'm open just with the public in general. And, you know, I feel strong and confident enough in what my beliefs are. Like, to be honest, that's such a liberating thing, you know, especially mm. when it comes to to being a parent. Um, because I start to meet parents all over the place that are like, yo, I love what you guys are doing with your kids. I see from time to time you post your kids mm. and your family and I see you know, that love that you have for them. And I love that because what it does is it just opens more doors and just allows for more people to feel cool with how they feel about their Mm -hmm. families. You know what I mean? Because it's like, think about it, especially within hip hop, the more that we see uh, what people's family life is like, like, I'm not talking about like all the super like, you know, shit that you should, that you should keep private. But I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's dope. Like, you know, seeing two chains and two chains, you know, interacting with his kids or, you know, Ice Cube, how, you know what I mean? Like how he was raising his kids or, you know, all these different examples of people that as time went on within hip hop and people became a little bit more open and started, you know, telling people and showing people how they were family men. I thought that that was something ill, you know what I mean? That just kind of like 
made being an OG within hip hop that much more dope. It allowed hip hop to mature. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, look at it now, you know, a man like, you know, sure. There was a little bit of controversy with it at the beginning, but look at somebody like Drake. He's almost, you know, he's almost exactly 10 years younger than me. But what's dope is that now it's like, you know, he's now kind of putting his son out there on front street and posting about the first day of school, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And shit like that to where, Yo, five, 10 years ago, that might that might not have been the move. You know what I mean? Like he might have, you know, and think about it like this, like for whatever his reasons are, he actually wanted to hide his kid. You know what I mean? For the first little while. Yeah. And, you know, I can only imagine what that must have felt like as a dad, because obviously, like, you know, that is something that, you know, at least for good dads, like, let's not fuck around. There's garbage dads out there. Right. But I mean, for somebody like him who seems like he really loves his son and really wants to be a dad, like, imagine how painful or what kind of lengths he had to go through to hide his son, you know what I mean, for the first little while. But I think it must have been so freeing and dope and liberating for him now that he can just be out in the open, show everybody, like, how he's providing for his kid and all the rest of that type of shit. And I think now that people are seeing people like Drake do it, now it's going to be cool for other people to do it. And I think that kind of domino effect is something dope. And we got to we gotta continue to normalize that within our culture so that, you know, being dope fathers and, and family men is, is something that is, is more regular, you know? Well, that's why we're here. Well that's, said. We're trying up. to do our part in that. Word up. Word up. So, so Cardi, um, this being fatherhoods, I got to go to dinner. you you and me you and me both so yo do you have uh anything that you want to promote or shout out or anything before we get out of here uh i don't really want to promote anything i mean you know you can follow me um twitter is a weird world for me twitter like i gotta get off twitter like it always feels like whenever i scroll it feels like people like several different people are yelling at me at the same time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you're looking at some, some, some shit where they're like, you know, fuck Trump. And then you scroll to the next thing. Yo, do you eat ass? You scroll to another thing. I'm just like, yo, what's happening? Like, oh, you got no, no, you're following Hari then. <laughs> I, well, definitely following Hari, but, um, you know, you can follow me, uh, on both Twitter and IG at Cardinal O and that's Cardinal with a K. Um, and that's that's a good way to keep up with uh, with everything that I'm doing for the most part. Um, you know, I would just you know I would just say yo, like thanks for having me on this platform. And you know, again, I really love the 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 ability to have these conversations. You know, what I'm saying like whether it's you know whether it's this podcast or you know drink champs that that you know I I feel like both of these platforms. Are, are doing a really big part in normalizing shit that has never been normal within hip hop before. You know what I mean? To where now, you know, what Drink Champs did, you know, you guys grew your fan base to where it's like all generations are looking at Drink Champs and everybody's being educated. I think what's dope about what we're doing right here today is it's like we are normalizing something that we need within our communities. You know what I mean? Like within the, the Latino community, within the Caribbean community, but just not even, you know, not even just these certain ethnicities, but just as men, you know right, what I mean? Like yeah. we need to be able to normalize how to have these conversations, uh, how to be emotionally available for our kids. That's a massive thing. Um, how to, you know, learn how to be vulnerable for our kids and to be open and, and have communication, not just with them, but with other dads. You know what I mean? Like, yo, let's continue to, you know, to share game, you know what I mean? So that... Yeah. We can, you know, we can see, oh, shit, you know what I mean? The shit that worked for KGB, I'm going to implement that, you know what I mean, in, in, in my daily life starting tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or, you know, maybe some shit that Manny's doing, I will not do with my kids. Yeah, probably not. You know what I mean? Stashing embarrassing photos. It's safe to say that you'll join us again, I hope. You know, we, we of definitely... Of course. Yeah, you. let's we have you learn to have a perfect... Yo. You know, you know, it would be dope. And it's like, I don't, listen, I don't know what the format is. I don't want to fuck up the format. But, you know, what would, be, you know, I think what would be dope is to, you know, to be able to maybe, you know, come back on, but have like a few fathers, you know, like, like, yeah, who knows, like, you know, what I mean, like, I think yeah. that would be, that would be really ill because there are, um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of 
dope dads out there. And the funny thing is like, you know, we huddle together and we have these, these conversations, you know, offline, but I think it would be dope if you look at somebody like, you know, Corey Smith, who's a manager for, you know, for Vince Staples and for Chappelle and whatever, like, you know, me and him talk about, you know, fatherhood and different dope shit that we do, um, you know, when it comes to Scythe, when it comes to even just Blaze. I don't know if you guys have had him on the show yet, but it's like, I mean, listen, like even, even his parenting style is, is super ill because it's like his guy. Now, first of all, his son is a giant. So when you do get him on the show, like, Ask him about his son. His son looked like a 10-year-old when he was like a year and a half. Oh, but, uh, but you know, me and Just Blaze, like, we have conversations about, you know, kids and, and being dope fathers and, and incorporating hip-hop into it and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys saw that post that Just Blaze did where it's like, his son, who's not even four, can name every member of the Wu-Tang Clan. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is which is super ill. So I mean, it would be dope, you know, kind of to have like maybe to have a few of us on the show at the same time, and you know, what I mean, just like uh, I just think it would be super entertaining. That'd be dope. Uh, absolutely. Oh, look, I, I think my daughter's trying to break in. <laughs> come, come, bang, mommy, bang, bang, come, come say, say hi. hi. Bang, oh yeah. And my dog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> oh man. How cute are you? Say How hi, are you? <laughs> your, your dog, your dog wants in too. Yeah, yeah. my dog too. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna be out of here. All right, Cardi, man. Thank you, bro. No, absolutely. Thank Appreciate you guys it, for man. having me on, man. We are. Right, thank you very much. Man. We'll do it again. Appreciate All right, you, absolutely, man. absolutely. Right. Peace and love. We'll talk soon, man. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child.